Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. Today we are featuring Bridget and Nicole of Ghost Designs and Pasidia Productions. Hey everybody, welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. I am joined by my good friend Bridget Duggan and her friend Nicole Dutrum, and they are Pasithea Productions, and we're going to talk about lots of stuff. We're going to talk about your production company. We're going to talk about how you came to be in your professional life. We're going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Is this your first media appearance for the production company? It is. I realized that maybe I explained it a little bit in a confusing way, but Mm. Nicole and I are working like on another project together, though I would Ah. love for her to be a part of Pasadena Productions if she wanted to be a part of it, but we're doing something together separately, but she designed the logo and helped with the website design and everything for Well, that's a really awesome drawing, if I got to say. I love that. Did you do that on your iPad? Actually, on my Mac, my full size with Illustrator, but a lot of the sketches I do on my iPad with Procreate. So, so what do you use on your Mac to draw? I use Illustrator and Photoshop. Now I'm kind of trying to really learn the Adobe programming, just because if you want the job, you have to know that stuff. But I do really like all the free apps because they're free, and Procreate's great. I don't know, honestly, that's a rival. Because Photoshop for iPad is not very good, but Procreate's program is golden. Right. (laughs) So you have to, but when you're drawing, the best thing about Procreate is you're drawing on the screen. Whereas when you're drawing this illustration, which you did an awesome job at, you're drawing that like on a tablet and looking at the screen kind of. Oh no, that was like point click with my mouse. (laughs) Click with your mouse? Oh wow. Oh, that's... Is your it hand really like all look... cramped up and stuff? No, there's guys, there's hotkeys. There's handlebars. I gotta say though, it looks very keys. hand-drawn. Do you have it, like a stylus or anything? Like nothing. I do. I work off a sketch. So usually what I do is like I uploaded the sketch as a reference panel and then I kind of built the line work over it and then did the sure. font work kind of after that, let's say. So there's like a whole bunch of layers, but it gets that hand-drawn feel because I used a hand-drawing to do it. But in the program to create the vector image, you just have to do a lot of point, click, here's an anchor, make this line curvy. Yeah, I'm in there stressing over exact, ang- if I change this anchor, it changes another line curve and it, it's a whole deal. But you know, that's, that's part well, of it. It was good inspiration project, so. And the cool thing is now that it's all vectors, you can print it as small as on a business card or put it on the side of a building. Yes. Yeah. That's because of all the work you did there with all the, yeah. with all the line. Work. And it's going to make great t-shirts eventually yeah. someday, you know. To me, the project and the project being inspiring in the first place is what really helps make the art good and easy to make. When Bridget called me and asked me to do it, it was like an immediate... I want, I want to do this. And then also when she told me about Pasathea Productions and the project, I was like, yes, even more. This is like a great thing. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel good to work for it and to do things for it. And that only gets translated into good art. You know, if Bridget hadn't called me up, there would be no beautiful logo for her beautiful project. (laughs) And then is that how 
okay so i want to talk about i do want to talk about everything so we'll we'll do that you folks are working on a project together now and was it the logo design that brought you to the the project or were you guys talking about some other stuff before then tell me well, about that Nicole and I have known each other since high school, actually. Mm -hmm. So we've known each other for a long time. And then we weren't really friends in high school, but we became friends in college because we both did mm. theater together. So we sort of were really close during that time. And then, you know, I moved away and, you know, you just kind of disconnect for a little while. And then with one of my bands, I had reached out to her like in probably in 2012, maybe to... Oh, yeah design because I just kept seeing her post all these like beautiful images on mm -hmm. Instagram Facebook of her drawings she's always really great at drawing and I asked her to do the artwork for this EP that we had coming out and so she made like this beautiful thing and mm -hmm. I remember just like thinking oh I, you know what am I what am I when I started the Pasadena project I was like what am, what's my you know my branding gonna look like or whatever and I thought of that image it just came to me and I was like oh I'd love to reimagine that for this mm. and so I just reconnected with her and and through working on that project yes and just like getting to know each other again basically yeah. we started this other side hustle project too so um, all right so let that be the teaser where we will talk about <laughs> it we're going to jump we'll jump to that so you both knew each other but you said you weren't friends in high school but you when you sort of knew each other what do you mean by that you would hang or you would be at the same parties or something or what, what was that like no I mean I think we I didn't really, we just didn't really I was pretty I was like into theater and music and stuff and that's like pretty much where I lived and I didn't really I knew I think we had like a pretty we had a pretty large class graduating class there were a lot of us yeah. and so I'm not sure how many there are people that I just never really like I don't even do we even ever have a class together like I don't even remember us having a class together but it could have happened I'm not sure class. yeah I was thinking maybe like an English class it's there's maybe a possibility yeah. but you guys don't remember specifically the reason I wanted to talk about that is because the guys I've been doing my podcast with for 12 years now this is going to probably this episode is going to come out on my 12th anniversary of being on a podcast ever 12 years wow but it's pretty similar story i was dating john's younger sister when we were in high school and this is a long time ago and then stuff we were all like we we're all like pals and everything we broke up and stuff like that but anyways i went to college and then we got disconnected for a while and just didn't we thought of each other fondly and everything like that but then I started working at the Middle East. I started living like a rock and roll lifestyle. I've got, you know, kind of like my friends are all the people around me at work and my, my managerial position or whatever, just hanging out, doing rock and roll stuff. And then I started getting into comic books again. I go down to New York City and those guys were at, or one of, my other friend Matt was at this party for this comic book podcast and we were both there and I hadn't seen him in you know almost 10 years or something and I was like hey what's up Matt I can't believe we're both here and he's like oh we started this comic book podcast and you know maybe you, do you want to come on it or whatever and then like those guys are like my best friends now we were close and then there was a long period of not talking to each other and now we've been best buds ever since it's like the, the coolest I feel like there's 
there's something because you've known each other so long, there's something liberating about being your, and that's part of like what we, we kept that in mind when we, it was a part of the inspiration of the, the, pro, the side, the teased side project was when you're your high school self, you know, you're more like when you're an adult, you're more like that version of yourself, but you're less afraid to be that way. And sort of the people that you reconnect with, that knew you back then it's almost like there's a comfort in it because yeah. they've known you the whole time and they don't they know every sort of like, disconnection but high school media, is so traumatic right like so oh God, it's yeah. like a shared trauma you know so <laughs> that's awesome and then yeah Bridget we we met when you were working at the Middle East and then you were coming from another club and then after Middle East stuff happened, people move around to other jobs and things like that. You're at once, still basically are at once, uh, Somerville. And so how do you go? And, and the Milky Way, forgot about the Milky Way. So what did you learn about this whole journey through like this local music business thing and, you know, like coming and living in Boston and all that, like, what, what do you like learn from this whole thing that made you decide you wanted to start your own production company? I mean, I've been doing it for venues like this entire time, basically the things that I could, that I could be doing for myself, I guess, yeah. you know, like right. curating or, you know, curating is such a whatever word, but, you know, planning events and listening to bands and putting bills together and marketing. I um, think curating is a, uh, good way to describe how you would book a virtual event series if anything it's most applicable to that yeah the yeah. thing you're doing now uh sure. for once and and other and for other bands things too. yeah I think I just you know like I've always been able to adapt and like to fit into the roles of being a house like booking person you sort of like take on the put on the jacket of the, the place that you're booking for sort of, and then the places that I was booking for were pretty established places that had their identities already figured out. Mm-hmm. Johnny D's, Johnny D's was blues and rock and mm-hmm. reggae and like whatever. And not so much indie rock, but then going to, and I never did any booking except for that rock and roll trivia thing at the Middle East. I mostly mm-hmm. just did the marketing and the box office stuff, but, you know, then going to the Milky Way and sort of, they have like a real sort of different vibe than Johnny D's and they do think, you know, they're, it's just once is the same way. There were like a lot of like, just kind of presenting things that the places were known for because they had established reputations. But I think, you know, throughout that process, I realized like, what are, what, what do I like? You know what I mean? Like, what are the kind of events that I like and we're, and just growing more confident from experimenting under the guise of a venue as far as like what I want to present as myself and sort of realizing eventually that, you know, I'd really like to have my own, I'd like to have a little creative credit in the things that I put together because I spent a lot of time on them and I, and I really care about the things that I put together. And I really like some, I really love like making like more conceptual events than just like putting a three band bill together. And so, and having whatever that means that that brand or that name attached to those events that I put together and like just see where that leads I guess as far as being associated with me you know Mm -hmm. the the two of us I feel like 
learned a lot by seeing what other people were doing, yeah, like and learning from being people's assistants and not and for a long time like i think maybe i was talking about this with my other podcast with somebody else's like a loyalty factor that's really kind of sure great and going the extra mile which is awesome but then is like a little self-destructive too because Mm -hmm. you're not putting effort into the things that you want to do and just after i think for everybody it takes like a certain amount of time of you want to build up your skills. You want to learn how, what to do. You want to have creative ideas on your own, even if it's flying under somebody else's flag or making somebody else pay for it or whatever, which is a good thing if you can do that too. Yeah. But, uh, but also just, okay, I want to do this. These people let me do this. Now I can be the person that's letting other people do stuff or I can focus on the things that I want to do. I mean, this is, this whole podcast is not because I want to turn my back on my comic book podcast, but I do want to talk about different things. So this the whole point of this podcast is talking about people and their own development and how they decide to even stay motivated to do great things for themselves and things that could benefit other people. So I've told you a million times, like, I maybe tell you, I send an email to you like once a month telling uh, you how proud I am of all that you've accomplished. And it's always so great. So seeing this next step, I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. Let's definitely talk about this. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, definitely I assisted you back when you were the GM of the Middle East and didn't all the W9 tracking spreadsheets. Well, think of all the things that I was doing. (laughs) I was doing everything and I needed help. Oh my help God, yeah. Because yeah, you know I what I mean? I really needed help and you were key to that. But then at the end of the day, who were we serving? We weren't serving ourselves. But just, you know, I, I probably stayed in that job too long is what, I, that's kind of my. Yeah, that's sometimes it's time to move exactly, on, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but even before then, you know what I mean? Like when I was working at Johnny D's, I was like looking at what all the other venues were doing on their social oh, sure. media. Because yeah. like Johnny G's was like not doing and like really anything. So, you know, yeah. So I was like trying to like look at everybody else and sort of, but yeah, doing it as myself now, it's kind of a little more like making that logo, you know, what do I like? Oh my gosh. It's not about pleasing a boss or something. It's like, what's, what makes me happy, you know, which is kind of strange too. Well, just briefly touch on this uh, because I feel bad for Nicole. We haven't spoken with her, but, but tell me what you have planned with your production company what's coming up sure yeah i can spill the beans because it's you know it's like after the announcement yeah it's after the announcement so the one of the first things is that i'm put together like a compilation series called compilations with cause and it'll be every band camp friday i'm putting basically a mixtape together mm. of different bands that i i really like in the boston probably in the new england area eventually just starting with Boston and just kind of identifying those nonprofits that are doing really good social justice, activism, community work, and raising money for them, kind of like riding on the coattails of the excitement of Bandcamp Friday and how everyone's already in there buying music and supporting their friends and, you know, local musicians or musicians that they like during this time. And so I'm watching the first one on March 5th. 
and it will, the money will go to a community soup kitchen in East Boston. So awesome. Well, way to go. Congratulations. Yeah, it's exciting. It's like I always kind of, I decided I wanted always to be multi genre, I think, because I thought about like doing like, oh, I could have a rock one, I have whatever. But yeah. I think just I love, I loved movie soundtracks when I was a kid Mm -hmm. because it was like a little of everything and you could find like a new artist that you loved by, by buying a movie soundtrack at strawberries in a CD form and listening to it. And so that's my hope with this project is that people like want to support something good, but that they end up finding their new favorite band. So That's way cool. And then, yeah, band cape, camp friday if people don't know all the money goes to the artists or something right uh but you're so you're donating all this to soup kitchen it's true that's the best so why don't you why don't we talk about this project that you and nicole are working on okay so on the same date because i'm a crazy person (laughs) nicole and i have been like working on this design brand t-shirt brand called gauche so gauche is the, a word for means awkward, socially awkward, ungraceful. And so I think of it more of ungrateful. You, know, you just told a bad joke at a funeral. Another interpretation. That's another, that's yeah. another definition that I, that is, you know, you look, I mean, they're, all, can, they're all there. We can set down that, we could set down that route of being the super awkward, but yeah, we're just, you know, we, well, like Nicole, we have, we're having all these conversations work. And mostly I would say it was like 60% conversation, 40% working on these projects together. Cause we love to talk to each other. That's how you get uh, it done though. Yeah. But I think Nicole said something. We are everything that used to be like, cool, like cool that made us dorks in high school is like now not everything that used to be cool. Everything that made us dorks in high school is now cool basically. Mm-hmm. So we decided to sort of reclaim that idea with doing some designs based on that by being kind of dorky about our designs. I don't know if Nicole wants to talk about uh, it as well from her. I hope you guys send me some samples so I can flash them up on the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I look at it as kind of, in a way, like reclaiming the things that made you feel bad and finding new happiness in them. So I I feel like this whole conversation has kind of been about growth and owning things and owning what is yours and you and feels like you and really like putting that out there. And I think that gauche kind of speaks to that. And in some, at some times that feels really wrong, right? Like those things that are near and dear to us that maybe we got made fun of at some point for, and we carry them around in our heart, but we never really say them out loud because somebody else might kind of get at us about it. It's, it's supposed to be about that, like letting that go and just being free in that full expression of, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes you tell a bad joke and it's, it's okay. Like maybe it's not the best joke and maybe it doesn't go on a shirt, but like, (laughs) right, right, right. We all have, I think those moments. And I think that right now, especially is a time for owning those things and I mean, I know isolation has put me a lot closer to myself and a lot of things that I at one point felt bad about or, you know, conversations I relive in my head over and over again. And I, you know, it's just 
it's time to like let that go and to mm -hmm. understand that we're people and we do things and that all all those little things all those moments are actually the beautiful parts of us right. that like move on i don't know like that are the good things those awkward conversations make for fun they make for life they make for succulent moments that we're doing you know it's living so i think that that's you know kind of part of it for me anyway yeah we're trying to also because of things that you know we are like kind of we like kind of nerdy things like sort of having these designs which will be on like t-shirts to start with what in and thinking about the pandemic and how we're all going to be kind of like awkward with each other when we start, you know, getting back together again and talking. And so like these t-shirts are, are going to help to inspire discussion. So someone can come up to you and be like, what do you, what's, what's that t-shirt about? I like that t-shirt. And you can tell this whole story of, you know, like this weird idea that we had to, to get the t-shirt going. And it's a lot of, you know, we're like drawing inspiration for the designs from things that we're passionate about, you know, maybe some sort of like activist stuff or pop culture, nostalgia, mm -hmm. you know, science. It's going to be fun. We're going to, can we, should we just talk, we can talk about the, because it, the first one would have released by the time or maybe more will have released by then. But so like our first concept is like we mashed up a couple ideas. So we thought about we wanted to like draw attention to March's International Women's Month. So we wanted to do yes. something regarding that. So, so there's the, well, the, the unedited episode of this will go up that day. So. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. And so we're, we're doing like a series of women, like we're calling like tattooed on our hearts, women, women that make a lasting impression. And so Nicole because she's like an amazing illustrator has designed these we picked four maybe five how my pencil works <laughs> five weeks in march <laughs> so we're doing a release every friday and um, a t-shirt release every friday yeah, yeah. what i know yeah. and we're featuring a new woman every week and so and we're gonna like tell you facts about her life and it's gonna be and since the first well, this will release on that day or whatever. We'll tell you the first one is Lucille Ball. So, oh, great. Yeah. So it's yeah. like really fun for me and Nicole because we get to learn about these. It's not going to be like your everyday, the woman that, you know, like the famous, well, I mean, they're famous, they're famous people, but there might've been people that you forgot about how cool they were, you know? Right. And so we're going to, you know, tell you facts about them through our social media and then release one every Friday. That's the first design. Oh, and uh, Nicole do it, did it in like a tattoo style. That's why we're calling it. Yes. I'm going to have to get one of those for Stacy because I, that's what she watches online in the pandemic. So she's working uh, at the grocery store, very stressed out, like pretty much all the time, uh, you know, just for having to deal with the people and, you know, it's, it's Trader Joe's. So it's, it's not like there's people coming in there waving Trump flags or whatever, you know what I mean? But they make them wear masks. And, you know, people, people don't understand that elderly people like have their own time in the store. So they show up early and think they can get in there. And, Dude, we've been in a pandemic for a year. You haven't learned yeah. that there's like <laughs> rules to this shit, you know, <laughs> there's rules to this shit. So she's stressed out, but, but, uh, but she watches I Love Lucy constantly. Yeah, it's the best show ever. It makes you like laugh. It's just like really wholesome. I mean, I'm sure like 
you know, we actually had a discussion about, does this kind of work well for a 2021 audience? It's some of the, you know, there's some of the, like the themes in the show were kind of, you know, I say like the wife stays at home, you know. Oh, and, right, right. Yeah, but, like you the know, separate but, beds in the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, because she was so great for women. And the reason that I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, Star Trek thing behind me, and wearing a Star Trek shirt. The reason there's even Star Trek is because of Lucille Ball. Uh, she, it was yeah. And company. I learned that on through my research for the content for our social media she was a boss she was like the, a, one of the first like women producers and like ran exactly yeah exactly. that's really great so you probably don't want to tell everybody all these but the, of course because you want to release them once a week but how do how do people buy the shirt how, how are you going to be doing that Oh, I mean, we'll link our storefronts. It's just a Shopify storefront to oh, cool. all of our socials. And so what are our socials? I think we're just, I think we're at Gauche Designs mm. everywhere. So awesome. uh, Gauche is G-A-U-C-H-E. How, how does, what's, you don't have to tell me your broader plans beyond these shirts, but I imagine you do have a bigger picture plan for ghost designs right what, what are you thinking what are some of your things you think would be wild to do i just saw i just sent nicole um a text yesterday because i saw this person that's doing i feel like might be doing like the same thing like sort of like designing like doing a graphic design and then making clothing with the design but i think maybe that they're not manufacturing the clothing themselves. Mm. you know i think it's more of a design thing i have no idea but i you know, some of the, the stuff that they do is really um, trippy and conceptual. And so, you know, like, and our set, we've already got like, I feel like we have, would you say three months, Nicole, out from designs at this point? Yeah. Oh, awesome. We really think about this stuff. Can I swear on this? Oh yeah, please. Okay, we really think about this shit. We go down the rabbit hole and find the, how can we put uh, a spoon and... Burt's Bees chapstick together and theme it as a t-shirt like that's the things we're trying to trying to do like if we're inspired by it you well, know and there's an educational element yeah I'm glad we did start talking about the illustration for the logo because I would buy that shirt and if if there was a Lucille Ball oh, tattoo style in that knowing that it's going to be that carefully designed I I'm really super, super looking forward to seeing that. I know that I trust in both of you that it's going to be really awesome. I feel like no one can see my excited gestures or eyebrow raises throughout this. And it's like, oh, I'm just over here. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for the both of you. Nicole, now we're new friends. And Bridget is my friend. Legit, no matter what work, we work together right but we're I, you know we're definitely friends first and there's only really like a handful of people i even talk to about about like work professional stuff that are my friends but bridget is like the top of the list if i have a question <laughs> zoom call is going to end in a minute and i couldn't I figure out how to upgrade it the bummer can i just call can i call you guys back or something how's yeah. it work Do yeah. you know okay yeah. I'm going to, I don't want to end just right there. So let me send another Zoom meeting to Bridget 
And you can, can just you, text it to me and I can text it to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. So I'm going to stop, pause right now, and then we'll we'll come back in a second. Okay. Okay. You've got to love iMessage, right? Like it makes life so much easier. Well, I'm going to assume that you're on a Mac, right? Yes. Do you use Chrome? Yeah, I use both. Okay. So one thing that I use in in Chrome is, I forget what it's called now, add to any. Anyways, it's one of these things, it's share. Uh -huh. It's called add to any, it's a, it's a Chrome extension. Okay. And I just found out yesterday that you can, if you're looking at a, a browser tab, you can add SMS into your options. So like share to Facebook, share to Twitter, share to whatever. You can share it through SMS from a browser window and it'll open iMessage. And then you can just send it to whoever you want. Instead of copying the link over into iMessages, you can just do it like from the browser and just clicking on it. It's the coolest thing ever. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to get that. Yeah, I, I just found it yesterday. Always so good at finding hacks for like social media marketing or you know anything like that. You always like, can simplify the experience. It's so funny because there's this guy, he's basically, he's my boss now, but he would, he came in when he wasn't my boss and we were, when the company I worked for, Do 617, when we were an office and we had like a couple people working there, he would come in and just check on us. And I, I have like text expander and I always use shortcuts and he would just, he would watch me at my computer and be like, what the, what the fuck did you just do? I was like, oh, you know, I don't have to type uh, up the whole date. I have a text expander. It's a date. And just a, Command shift four. I still use that. I learned that one. Command shift four. I just, and then I'm always like Apple, but Nicole probably. Oh, try, Apple try command shift four if you don't know what it is. It's Apple tab <laughs> and Apple four. Yeah, screenshot. Screenshot, but not the whole screen. Yeah. Just snack and like the top of my screen. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, that was actually, that was, that was perfect that we could even talk like Illustrator or Mac because I, I, it's not, it's not something I could grab, but I, I did an album cover. I recreated the Hulk number one back in the nineties, all mm -hmm. in Illustrator with a mouse, like you did with your drawing, but not yeah, as good, dude. but it's like got all these crazy colors and it's like really psychedelic, but I had to redraw the original drawing in it and yeah. Yes. The, the redraw your original drawing. That part always yeah. gets me. I'm like, I just drew this. I know. I well, that's why Procreate is awesome. And then you can make those cool little videos. Yeah. I'm, I'm just starting to get, to get there. Like I, I follow somebody on Instagram who makes very short, like videos. They're almost like gifts. And I would really love to be doing that next. Cause it's just looks so cool. Oh my God, so easy. It's in the Procreate app. When you go to export it, you can make a 30 second one. You can make a GIF. You can make like the whole thing. So you'll see it when you go to share it or whatever. Oh, shit. It. I'm going to look up options. Procreate myself because I actually, I have the Adobe suite and I have been like trying to learn how to use Premiere because we do all the like video right. editing at once and stuff. <laughs> and I feel very intimidated by it. And I haven't, and I was using Illustrator for, because we have these templates for our, our, you know, like our graphic design assets for what, yeah. you know, all of our shows, the look of our shows or whatever. And it's just, it's not intuitive. I know it's, you know, a really great program, but you know, I, 
I'm a Canva kind of gal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like kind of neat. I've been using Photoshop for like so long that I know all stuff in Photoshop too. But yeah, I mean, I tried to learn. I, I couldn't learn Premiere, but I I'm like feel like I'm really good at Final Cut Pro. So I don't think I can make a jump over to like another platform when you when you're familiar with something. You just want to use the thing you're familiar with. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you that. have to like you should for like you should learn how to use other stuff, right? Because like that's yeah. gonna really yes. flexible in this like digital. Yeah, but landscape. I, when I think that there's two major video editing softwares and i know how to use one i feel oh, yeah. like that's a pretty sure. big advantage over somebody who's not sure. use any of them yeah <laughs> Which, i know how to use iMovie iMovie is great oh, too iMovie. because the, one of the bands i'm working with now like they, he's like i was like oh i could do this and stuff and he's like just the thing we're doing it just needs iMovie yeah why why make it any more complicated than iMovie if you don't have to right i mean sometimes it's just clips that you're putting together right and you're not like doing any sort of what like you, you can even to... do basic titling in there it's just yeah. like here's the show like sometimes a really simple aesthetic just a simple helvetica font <laughs> you know that's all i want yeah. and you know sometimes i want it really ornate and beautiful and sometimes i want like cross fade cuts but there are workarounds in iMovie even which i found which is making your own if you want to add words to something, you can, in Canva, I would type out what I want to do oh, and sure, download yeah. it as a transparent PNG and then upload it as a picture on top of iMovie and then you have your fancy text. So and that's obviously, free, right? Like you don't need to, You can, that's two free programs that you don't need to know actually how to use I pay for Canva because I want all the like- You're like a super user. I am a super user. <laughs> well, yeah. I pay for Photoshop too. I mean, I have to pay- I'm like, paying for Photoshop it's too. Weird. Stupid. It's weird how you have to do it now. I used to buy it or steal it. That's what yeah. I need to do. I would, I would be like, oh, do you have Photoshop? Like, burn me a DVD of that. <laughs> like, that's, how it, that's how we always did it, like from 1998 to, you know, 2008. I saw on Reddit that you can still get Adobe as like a testing version of Adobe. Adobe. There's a lot of weird hacks if you look them up. You can get a lot of stuff if you have a .edu email. You can get yeah. a lot of free stuff that way. If so I don't know if you can like fake having a .edu email or something, but like... Starting a college tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're already paying enough for college. But by sure. the way, by the way, this is the first time on this podcast because that's all staying in that we've talked about Mac stuff. Because I like I wanted to talk about technology all the time on here, and no, I never have anybody that's interested. Bridget, one of the things you've been doing for once, and and with your new production company, is is the live streaming, right? That's a lot. That's a lot of work. And then sometimes it's clips, and then sometimes it's streaming. I mean, you have to basically learn all how to do all of that stuff. I wanted to talk about that today, actually. Anyways, like, how was that? That's like that's definitely true. I couldn't do a stream i don't know how to do it you, you even had us on and i was my like video was still on while we were showing a clip i don't know anything about how to merge all that stuff into one yeah i mean it's definitely been a learning process you know like when we're on coming up on may 1st we'll be we'll be have been doing it for a year and on i was TV. just OPV. yeah yeah so i was just actually looking at my camera roll because it was it's been a year 
since that whistle stop show that we had with all like there was like 12 bands on the bill at once and one of the women asked me to look and see if there was any pictures of my band from the photo booth they had in there and I was looking through my camera roll and I saw I had screenshotted like the first brainstorm meeting for the virtual venue and it was like on April 3rd or something like that we just like like I don't know we thought about we the different ways to do it and then sort of the decision had to be made on how to do it and then we just went with it and then periodically we'd like try to just evolve as technology gets better as we get more mm -hmm. comfortable and didn't the at the beginning of this i remember like will daly was doing a lot of shows for different people around the same time probably that you were working on this stuff and then trying to figure out the money was always seemed to be a thing but then i feel like it mostly was donations at first so people's personal Venmos or, and then there was, and then I think you use Eventbrite. So I think Eventbrite stepped it up kind of, they had their own sort of idea about how to sell tickets or something. Well, you know, like originally we always had to use Eventbrite for our ticketing because it like runs the, it like hosts our website. So like sure. anything yeah. we'd have That's to pretty like common. Eventbrite. And originally we were just doing free RSVPs and a donation level for ticketing. But then I did some research and I saw there's, I saw a venue, which I can't remember now what the venue was, but they were doing something where it was free RSVP plus a donation. And so I worked that into, you know, I proposed it. I think it was like in late summer. I was, er, yeah, maybe like September. Let's rethink how we do things because Bands, you know, like right now we're just dropping, we basically just would drop tip jar links in the comments during sure. our live stream and everything would be free. And, you know, bands were, well, you know, can we, can you do something else? And also you want to like be able to pay people for their work. Right. right? Yeah. So, I mean, you have like even production people, right? Like, yeah, um, those before, are they're like mostly add. just lovely volunteers though. Like, yeah, but I'm even, a, I'm a lovely volunteer actually. <laughs> you I've are a lovely volunteer. <laughs> I, you know, you know, we basically have been like closed since. Not even when you, because you did have a couple bands, you did have a couple bands play on the stage. So then yeah. there's like sound people and, and stuff like that. So. Wow. Yeah. So we kind of made partnerships with Treebeard Media, which is Aaron, Jeanette and Steven. And they have like a lot of cool equipment and they're like on the OVB team now like they're then they have been from the, like basically the beginning and they sort of run the the video side of the production and then we you know our buddy Mark from the Middle East and Dead Moon Audio and Mark they run the sound for the events that we do and because they have awesome. a equipment that worked which was I think the equipment is portable but you can um record uh, live music directly into Pro Tools or something so they could mix yeah. it or, you know, something fancy like that. So they've been in sort of Dead Moon has been like hosting like live streams and yeah, Steven got like a switcher, like a TV switcher so we can go between cameras easily and all this. Yeah, that so was been, cool. Like, I saw like, I saw some of those and I watched one of, it was like from Dead Moon because unfortunately the one stage isn't there, uh, but I watched their, uh, their one what is it called? One beer. Oh, your our beer could be your life. Our beer could be be your life show uh, with Jeffro the other day, and it was really yeah. good. Yeah, um, that was a good one. Yeah, but like just to 
circle back to the ticketing. So now the ticketing is like free plus a donation and all the donations we split 50 50 with the artists. So, and I try, I made a dashboard so that I can know how many shows that we, and it's actually good that I did it in time for this podcast, but since May 1st, we've had a hundred. Oh, actually we just had two more shows this week. So 161 shows. Wow. Yeah. And we've been able to pay out since basically the last week of October around $2,500 to artists, which is wow. not a lot, but it's all donation. Like we're not forcing people to pay, like pay for tickets. So that is a lot to be proud of that. And you'll have show 200 will come up. I'm sure so pretty quickly. I know. Yeah. Or like our year anniversary is on mm-hmm. May 1st too, which is crazy to think about. So good. Well, was there anything you folks wanted to cover at all that we didn't talk about? We plugged everything, I think. Talk yeah, about okay. how to take a I screenshot. Feel, I feel pretty good. Yeah, I know how to do a select screenshot now. That's <laughs> yeah, I'll gonna do it right now. Right? Our social media so that we can post this on our social media. Hello. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued though. I, I feel like I will want to continue this conversation after this because you mentioned two things comic book podcast didn't know about and star trek nerd and i'm just there now (laughs) okay good yeah yeah well i i think definitely we we set a goal for after when when things are more normal uh not that we we should still do this but we can we can be post pandemic follow-up of this show yeah right yeah because one of my, uh, just for gauche, we had to, we laid out a couple of facts for ourselves. And I don't know if I actually put this one on there, but I, you know, because we did a whole bunch of like, we have old photographs of ourselves from like our most awkward years, which is really great. And then some we are awkward, nerdy facts about ourselves will be revealed over time. But one of, one of mine that I'm not sure that I wrote in there, but now I'm like really wanting to, was that I can put grown men to shame with my Star Trek, the original series knowledge. So my next generation, because it was like super long and uh, Voyager, I really only watched because I was working on a chalk art project and doing, oh man, it was like a 12 foot wall chalk menu. And I watched, I did it overnight and I watched so much Voyager while I was doing it. It was like, yeah, (laughs) it's many hours project. You guys should have a Star Trek podcast. Yeah, you're de- you might have. I might send you an invite to come on one of our shows because we just did all of the. You would agree with the, my co-hosts because they think of Star Trek as only Kirk, Spock, and Bones. So the original movies, the original series, mm. they don't really fuck with even Next Gen or anything else. But they do like they do like the the J.J. Abrams ones because it's okay. like Kirk and Spock and Bones. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'll, I think I read, I respect Kirk, Spock and Bones as original team, but I just really, I can't not love Picard and Riker and like Guinan, come on, like all the characters on that show are just so yeah. good and it was tempered. What I liked about original series is it's brash and, you know, very much the cowboy kind of aesthetic, but then Next generation is I'm a science officer and I'm going out and being a diplomat and we're going to think about it. And I like that too, philosophically. Mm. But I mean, I'll take a good underhanded double fist punch any day. Why not? 
we, Bridget has fallen asleep here. I saw her face and she was just like, <laughs> like now Bridget's like, yeah, I, I pretty much liked working with you, but we used to talk about Star Trek in the office an awful lot. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I like yeah, when people are excited people. about things, even if <laughs> I can't. Star Trek. It would have to be next gen though, because that is what I watched as a kid. So, you know. Stacy got me this nice print behind you. You can't really see it that good, but yeah, it says oh, yeah. what it says 87 to 94. It's got the crew and some roll call. So roll call. Just bring it out. Yeah. Well, that's a good enough place to end. I think always to end the podcast talking about Star Trek is um, <laughs> pretty much something I'm pretty familiar with and a good way to go for this one too. We talked about art. We talked about production companies. We talked about uh, you guys reconnecting over such a long time. And I can't wait to see what everyone's going to do. I can't wait to see the shirts. And uh, I really, I think you guys are both great. So I think this is great. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Yeah, you're welcome. This was great. Yes. I, you're I, great. It was great. And it was nice to meet you. And yeah. it's always fun to chat with two wonderful people in the morning. So I'm down. <laughs> When when traveling's happening and you come here, we'll we'll definitely all hang out. That would be fun. I second that. It's an agreement. I, I heard it. <laughs> all right, y'all. I will talk to you later. Thanks so much. Right. Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. Today we are featuring Bridget and Nicole of Ghost Designs and Pasivia Productions.